All right, so uh, right now um, we have uh, someone here who does a bit of property management who uh, lives the dream. Uh, and he's going to tell me a bit about himself here. Go ahead, buddy. So uh, my name's Jerry. I, uh, I actually went to school at SFU for science, but now, now I'm doing a little, something a little bit different. We're doing property management and a little bit of real estate as well. Um, yeah, living the dream. Living off of that passive income. That's probably, I guess, what, what most people are interested in. Yeah. Okay, so I'll talk about that here. For those who don't know passive income, for those who don't, who don't know anything about business or just how to make money in general, what is that? Uh, it's just income where you, you collect it every month. And, yeah. um, you know, you, you probably have to set something up. But in terms of actually, um, you know, working for that, I'm not working hourly. I'm not working off salary. Um, for me, I get a, a cut every month. And it, it goes it goes into my bank account every month, regardless of if anything happens or not. So that's kind of what passive income is. So you're that this guy's a sugar daddy. Oh, no, no, <laughs> oh, <shit>. no, no. <laughs> it's it's nice though. It's yeah. nice, definitely. Like gives you a little bit of freedom, but I mean, I still have to prepare, you know, prepare the life, right? Prepare prepare everything before I go on vacation or anything like that. Yeah. So so how'd you get from science to property management? That seems like such a big stretch. Honestly, it was it was the money. Oh yeah. Okay. So. Uh, realistically, with the science degree, I was, I was super passionate at the beginning, but um, I quickly realized there's just no money in saving animals. There just isn't. I'm yeah. sorry for people who like animals. Um, there's just no money in saving them. Um, like, put, put this in perspective. Like, who pays for you, you know? Like, True. Like, like, people have to pay for you, maybe, you know? Like, the, like for instance, if you're, if you're working for a developer or something, then, uh, then the city has to pay you, or the developer has to pay you, but that doesn't mean they want to pay you. So that's a big difference. That means basically they're gonna pay you as little as possible to just get by, Yeah. right? Because they want to make money, so that's at the end of the day. So that's what I realized, so I did a bio, a bio degree. Okay. So uh, when I realized that, I, I quickly turned to my, what, what my family's been doing for a while, being Chinese in Vancouver, <laughs> you know, we gotta have some property, so. Yeah. So, okay, so did you just kind of care on what your parents did or did you kind of use your own dime to invest into properties or? So uh, my parents have, you know, when when they were first came to Canada, they came here with $30 uh, and then they quickly started investing property. That's what Chinese people do because, um, you know, in, in China, the money, money goes and comes and goes, you know, oh, the government can, can take it away or give it to you back. So that's what Chinese people have always done is, is invest in tangible items so um, that's from my perspective so uh, every Chinese person invests in property that's just what they do um, because they're afraid that if if they invest in, in gold then back in the day with the communist government and everything you know they can take that gold away if they come to your house and, and they'll, they'll take it right the government will take it but they won't take your house so that's kind of what really well they still do <laughs> okay. but it's less likely oh basically. okay 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 so so it's built into the, the Chinese mentality to buy property Mm -hmm. That's kind of like the big, big thing. Yeah. It's because like the, the government couldn't take it away, right? That they was could, kind they of the wouldn't take it away. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Away, yeah. So they came in here with 30 bucks. They obviously saved a bit of money, used a bit of that sweat equity and the kind of... Yeah, just, so they invested yeah. in property. We, at the time, had, I think, uh, four properties at one point. Oh, damn. And uh, eventually, my parents were able to retire with the rental income from that. Because um, back in the day, about, I would say even just five years ago, you could probably cash flow positive. So that means... Um, if you have a mortgage of about two thousand dollars, you probably be able to rent it out for twenty-five to three thousand. So you'd be able to walk away with a five hundred to thousand dollars profit, right? Oh, okay. 
and that's that's passive as well. You're not really doing anything for that money. <laughs> yeah. Um, you're just putting up your house for for rent. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't say you can do that now. You have to be a little bit more creative. But that's what they've done, and and that's what I've kind of seen. And I'm like, you know what? I don't want to work. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I want to I want to chill and make money. So that's why I did property management. Damn. So, okay. So basically, your biggest influence was your parents going to that decision, right? Yeah, biggest influence was my parents, and then also, um, I, I mean, I helped them out already, so I already had the skills. Um, I'm, not, I'm not to say that my, my degree was absolutely useless, you know. Um, I always recommend people go to school because, okay. first of all, like if you if you want to if you want to party, you want to go to school too. <laughs> to be honest, you <laughs> yeah, really yeah. do, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like uh, I, I think a lot of people are like, oh, I don't want to go to school because you know they're kind of stressed out or whatnot. But honestly, if you want to have fun, you, you go to school. You don't have to go to like the best university. You just go to any school and you'll you'll meet all sorts of people there, right? Yeah, it's, it's surprising because like I went to, uh, I spent a couple of days at UVic, or even a couple of days at UBC, mm-hmm. and there are parties. But SFU is just a different thing, man. Oh, SFU is absolutely garbage, is what it is. <laughs> Dude, like what the fuck is this school, man? It's just a commuter school. Where there's there's no well, there's barely any parties. Social life kind of sucks. Yeah, everyone yeah. I've 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 met at SFU is the same thing. Like they just absolutely, it's just. People aren't happy, and and it's like there's nothing that the school can realistically do. Yeah, yeah. You know they can they can you know implement as many social events as possible, <laughs> but honestly, I myself. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, go ahead. But um, but honestly, it's not gonna help because it's the school's on a mountain. You know, people have to if people want to party, they have to go home by, by the last bus. Yeah, right? oh. and that's like fucking one thirty. <laughs> that's right? bullshit. Like, yeah, yeah. Like no one's gonna do that. I'm not gonna do that. And like. Um, like there's just there's no fraternities nothing there's no um sororities nothing so it's purely commuter mm-hmm. and uh it's like it's something that, that funny uh, yeah i mean uh, actually there are there are frats and fraternities but they're super low-key they're, yeah they're super low-key and like i went to one of them uh the house is at the bottom of the hill so it wasn't too far from the school buddy like that house was a disaster <laughs> Oh, dude, I came in there and it was super filthy. Oh, and, okay. and like motherfuckers live in this house too. Oh shit! Was it a frat house? Or it was a frat house, right? Oh, okay. Okay, would you rent to a bunch of bunch of frat people? I actually have two houses rented out to frat boys, and honestly, you just kind of have to coach them. So like, you know, <laughs> yeah, you know, honestly, throwing parties at houses is not a big deal for my houses because a lot of them, you know, the investors are left the country and they they just they're gonna tear down a house eventually oh okay so you know for them it doesn't matter if the house gets trashed wait so we tear down so they're so they have a house but they're gonna tear it down to they're gonna tear it down to build a new house why would they do that though uh like it's just they're they're builders so they're gonna make money right so they would they buy property for the land just the land basically for three mil or something on Mm -hmm. one side uh you know put another million into building a building something and try to sell it for like five six mil so they still make like a, a mil on top and and the fact that they can probably park their money there for for an X amount of years, right? So, yeah. but yeah, in that sense, they're you know the frat boys they can damage the house as long as they don't get any any complaints. The neighbors don't get you know get rowdy, then it's okay. So so what I mean by coaching them is is first of all you know actually if you party indoors, it's a very low likelihood it's gonna get shut down. It's it's when the smokers go outside, oh, and decide to chat about their fucked up lives outside <laughs> yeah <laughs> in really loud voices and do stupid shit smash bottles that's yeah. when parties get shut down otherwise if you keep it indoors very unlikely even if you have the music blasting pretty loud oh so, no way yeah so that's what i always say unless you're you know 
Actually, I mean, in, in, the, in Vancouver, East Vancouver, some of the houses are a little bit closer together. Mm-hmm. And in that sense, I would recommend a little bit of, you know, party in the basement. Yeah. But in the west side of Vancouver, you know, there's enough space between two houses that it's it's okay. And there's probably another party house like a couple blocks or a couple houses down. Yeah. So it will be okay. Okay. So that's what I'm saying. Yeah, you just have to coach them and, and tell them. Damn, uh, they're they're like little fucking babies. Yeah, you know they really don't know how to live. Honestly, oh. like they really don't. I'm, I every time I go there, I, I have to teach them a little bit of like basic basic <laughs> use. You know, like don't fucking put spoons down the sink. Oh, wait, what? They they do that? You know, <laughs> it's because they have guests come over. You know, oh. they they have buddies come over, yeah. and buddies care even less about their own. <laughs> like, you know, like when when you rent to a tenant, they already don't give a fuck about your house realistically, yeah. right? Uh, but when you have guests that come over to a rented house, those guests even more don't give a fuck, right? So, yeah, if you coach them, it's okay. They shove a spoon down a sink. They just, you know, I don't know. They just, there are certain things that you, people don't know. And, and je- like, people actually don't know that you, you can't put fucking paper towels down the toilet. Yeah. And, and this is a real life thing. And I'm pretty sure, you know, you probably know of someone who's, who's done this. And they're like cleaning up the washroom and toss a fucking oh. lot of paper towel into the into the toilet, and it just gets clogged. <laughs> People just don't know. Right? Yeah, or they put like oil down the sink. Oh yeah. Oh, oh grease. You know, young people just don't know. Yeah. And uh, it's a huge problem, actually. I think. And in fact, even like I, I rent out another house to like a show of what I appear it appears to be like young hipster women. Okay. And they're like, you know, vegetarian, and, mm. and they love the environment, kind of, kind of girls. Okay, okay. And um, as much as as much as they love the environment, they don't know how to recycle. Like I'm going, like I'm, I'm seeing their full garbage cans, and I'm looking inside. I'm like, there's there's Amazon boxes, there's no plastic cups, like everything, every like plastic bottles, and it's just for me, like that. I'm like, okay, like this is the kind of person that would probably shun me out on the on the middle of the street if I littered. Yeah. But they are they don't even know how to recycle. What? And like they don't eat meat because they don't want to, you know, they're probably afraid of the methane gas that yeah. fucking cows emit. But realistically like I think they're just 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 a lot of hypocrites out there with with young people these days that they don't. Yeah, so, so explain that like that that, that millennial mentality cuz we're always seen as entitled, you know, controversial. Oh, yeah. They're like, they're like, I'm down to buy this shirt that's $50 and sustainable, but I'm too fucking dumb to recycle. <laughs> like, you know, like this, I see this all the time. Yeah. And, and like, they found it, they find it strange that they have to recycle. That's what it, that's what it, it boggles my mind. What? And they leave their lights on. It's like, I have this full house and it's like, uh, I don't want to name the house, but they, it's a bunch of girls and they're all like super conscious about the environment. Like I see them in like hemp shirts, you know? Yeah. Like. Like you know, they're hippie, mm-hmm. nice hippies, but but like I have to go there and coach them on how to how to how to at least you know recycle. You so, can't be you can't be serious. I don't know for sure. Yeah. What these these girls, man? They're it's, you put an Amazon box in the trash? They're putting it straight in the black bin. They're supposed to put no. it in the, in the in the recycling, right? Yeah. I mean, it's hard. You have to like fold the box down, put it in that bag in Vancouver. Yeah. At least. Yeah, in, in the yellow bag. Yeah. yeah. You you know you probably live in Vancouver and you, that yellow bag, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. That yellow bag, you have to fold the box down and put it in. I mean, I'm I'm kind of lazy to do that, but I'm also not a vegetarian. Yeah. That 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 you know super wants to preserve the planet, right? So. 
that's that's where that's where it kind of is. It's, I see this all the time, mm-hmm. it's like all the time. Yeah, and I, I think uh, have you noticed a trend in millennials looking to rent more often than looking to have a home ownership at this point in Vancouver? Because if you've seen the prices of houses or even the prices of condos nowadays, they're almost unattainable for most people living here. It is, but then also people have really outstanding expectations. Oh, so especially you young people, I would say. Oh, okay, explain that. Uh, you know, there's the people that want to enter the market here. Uh, you know, find their first house or whatever, first first condo. Um, you know, realistically, you need a budget of like five hundred thousand, which is it is really expensive. Uh, but young people are also like, I need a I need a reading room. I need an area big enough to to fit my two large dogs I oh need, okay you know i need i need i need enough space for if i have guests come over you know that's when i'm like okay listen like you're never gonna be able to afford that place you have to take some concessions mm-hmm. and the, and people also want commute times where it's it's low commute times i'm i mean honestly if you move to move out to langley three hundred thousand three hundred fifty thousand i think you can enter the market you know but but they won't because they, they should have out, you know outstanding you know expectations and, and they want to live downtown i mean that, no dude are you kidding me man? yeah unless yeah. you're already rich you cannot live in downtown like you can look at san francisco san francisco's like that like basically it's unheard of to or new york it's unheard of to to buy a place like it's just not like even for the rich it's just not possible people who who live there you know for the last 50 to 50 decades or five decades then maybe right yeah yeah but um but so everyone rents. Whereas as that's kind of the direction I see Vancouver going. Um, but people that want to buy, they kind of have to take concession and just get their foot in the door, take that concession. You know, maybe live in a live in a cardboard box, live in a box like a like a four hundred square feet box. Yeah, if you want to live in downtown. If you want to live in downtown, and and you probably can do it. I think you can buy a place very nice. You know, four hundred square feet. Honestly, your bedroom's connected to the living room. But so it's, it's like a studio then at that point. It's like, they don't want to call it a studio, but it's a studio. <laughs> you know, like they'll put a sliding door. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, it's it's, a, it's not a studio. It's a one bedroom. It's right? a one bedroom, yeah. And uh, yeah. and that's where you have to live, honestly. If mm-hmm. you want to, you, you know, enter the market, that's where you have to live in. And okay. that's, I think that's fine. Yeah, fuck. But if, I think if you notice, uh, even around the world, it's much more affordable to buy houses, even in Texas, or if you go down to Edmonton. Yeah. Yeah, you can buy these places. But why is why is it so expensive to buy real estate here? Like, well, like why is it so astronomically high as compared to like Edmonton or Calgary or? Well, well, first of all, I mean, I mean, Vancouver just just has a lot of amenities. I think if you compare Vancouver to a place like Calgary. You know the the, num- the amount of amenities here is, is just a lot more. You you know you can go s- this. I think Vancouver is one of the only places where you can go snowboarding in twenty minutes. Yeah. You can go to the beach in twenty minutes, and you don't get a whole lot of snow where you have to put a huge home insurance on policy on because uh, pipes are not going to burst as often. Oh okay yeah. So you know if you think about that then then and then also our parks and recreation is you know pretty pretty decent. Um, I think uh, traffic isn't bad. Everything in terms of uh, amenities in Vancouver is really strong. You compare that to, to to Calgary. You know, like, what are you what are you gonna do in Calgary? You know, there's only one stampede every year. <laughs> yeah. Um, I I was in Calgary for the stampede. It was great, but I also noticed, you know, Tim Hortons wasn't open on specific days. What? And this was downtown Calgary. So why would like you know? And then when I was looking for food at night, you know, when I was, it, was a, it was a drunk night, you know, we were going, <laughs> going out cowboy, cowboy, um, as cowboys. So, um, you know, like there was no food. There was like maybe two restaurants in the whole city 
in downtown that was, you know, half decent. And and like, would you really want to live in a place like that? And this is this is the stampede. This is like the only event in the whole year, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, so in that sense, like you know, Vancouver's got a lot more going for it. And Toronto, I would say, has even even more going for it mm-hmm. right now, but only for specific people. I would say, yeah. Yeah, I mean, because uh, there's a saying that uh, people from Vancouver are from Toronto, people from Toronto are from Vancouver. So p- people just tend to move between the two cities yeah. until they realize that they don't want to live in Toronto and they move back here. Yeah. Yeah, but. Damn it, man. So really, just the amenities? Because a lot of people I hear are blaming the foreign investors for coming in. And- so that's that's a different story. I mean, there's foreign investors everywhere. Like, just like, you know, Toronto has a ton of foreign investors, yeah. right? I think Toronto just has, well, I mean, doesn't have the infrastructure as much so as Vancouver. Okay, so what do you mean by um, that, though? Everything's really spread out. So um, the desirable places to live are also very expensive. Downtown Toronto is really expensive. Uh, this year, it actually passed surpassed Vancouver. Oh, no way. So the average rent for one bedroom in Toronto was $1,900 this year. And um, and for Vancouver, it was 1700 So it actually reversed. It was actually about 1800 for Toronto and 1900 for Vancouver. Oh, okay. So it just reversed in the last about three, four months. Um, and as you can see, you know, a lot of your friends probably moved to Toronto, right? Yeah. So. And there's a reason for that, right? Yeah, they're and they're getting destroyed jobs. by the weather. <laughs> they're getting destroyed by the yeah. minus 10 degree weather and they want yeah, to do that. Yeah, but, but yeah, no, there's foreign investors everywhere and, uh-huh. and it's just because they want to live in these places because they come here because the amenities in Vancouver are so so good. Okay. They go to Toronto because, you know, their children will find jobs in Toronto but not find jobs in Vancouver as much so, right? Okay. Um, so like, you know, especially Chinese buyers, right? You know, they need to park their money somewhere and, uh, and real estate's the only way to do it and, and Vancouver has you know, really good amenities. And, and honestly, there's there's a lot of ways to evade the taxes too. Okay, so how do the, how do the Chinese uh, foreign buyers have so much money to begin with? Is it just uh, passed on from their children or is it just... So, um, no, it's, it's actually just because, I mean, I mean, you know, China has a GDP that, that increased, I think it was like 10% per year or something like that for, for the last like decade. Okay. Um, so that means that a lot of people went from Poverty, or not poverty, but like middle class to like very high, like upper, upper, upper class, like in a very short period of time. Okay, now was that just through the increase of their wages, or was that just through the increase of something? Like, well, well I mean, they uh, most of these people that are uh, that are rich in Vancouver, in particular, are not working class people. Yeah, they're um, like entrepreneurs, business owners. So they're business owners, like you, you know, the ones that you, if you meet some random Chinese people in, in the west side of Vancouver, just just go walking around, you know. <laughs> You'll, you'll see that, like, you know, there'll be, like, a guy who manufactures elevators, and he'll be, like, the only manufacturer in, in China that manufactures elevators. And, um, for, like, um, I have another guy who he manufactures, like, food supplies. I know another client of mine, he, he basically manufactures restaurant supplies. And if you actually look down on it, there's probably about, like, look into it, it's probably, you know, maybe, like, four people in the, four companies in the entire world that actually do the the baseline manufacturing okay so and then you think about the the amount of money that 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 supplies like that would make you know everyone has some sort of food supply right like you know paper plates paper cups um so so that these these businesses are making a lot of money and and they're all made in china of course right yeah yeah so so that's where they get it they're getting their money they're not working class people they're not like doctors or anything Doctors don't make a lot of money in the first place, but in, in China. Um, okay. Yeah. Okay. So they're ready to, they already have these successful businesses already, and then they're just yeah. here to basically reinvest into Vancouver as a 
So they've at that point they probably already kind of disconnected from their business. Like I, all my clients, they they don't really deal with their business anymore. I don't hmm. I don't okay. see them on their phones. They they have a CEO. They have a uh, oh, okay. you know they they have someone doing the business in China, paying them a salary, and then they're they're the owner. They're like the the OGs. So they're <laughs> oh, just chilling. Yeah, uh, I, yeah. Like, they don't work. Like they they have no concept of working right now, and their children are. You know, they they have no concept of working either. Yeah, yeah, okay. So because I see a lot of you know like like Asian or Chinese children, you know, uh, driving these expensive cars, like yeah, yeah. So is that where it comes from? So like they buy these expensive properties and their children come in and live over, or yeah. So I mean, with with the cars, it's a different story. First of all, the cars in in Canada are just like way cheaper. Oh really? What, what? Like okay, like more than. Like a like the same let's just say like a BMW three series which is like the the, the cheapest brand BMW right mm-hmm. if you were to buy that same car in China it's like probably a hundred grand which is almost double more than double yeah it's like fifty grand here it's like fifty grand and that's pretty well specced too right so you're looking at more than double in in China so when Chinese people come here they're like oh fuck it's so it's so expensive it's so cheap yeah yeah like I need to buy like two of these I should just buy two because it's so cheap mm-hmm. um, and so that's why they they have these cars right. Um, and then also like uh, the mentality is a little bit different like even if you look at like let's just say Bill Gates kids kids yeah so uh, Bill Gates basically said that like he's, he's not gonna give his kids any money yeah so that's the difference between Chinese and, and like white people mentality explain that then so like you know Chinese people are like they're, they're trying to build an empire yeah so like um, that's like just like in the blood, right? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Pass, pass it on to the kids, right? They're passing it on to kids, right? So if, if they make a lot of money, they have no shame in giving it to the kids mm-hmm. and, and letting their kids not work. Yeah. They, they earned that for their kids. Oh, okay. Right? Whereas white people were like, oh, I want to teach my kids like some, I don't know, some fucking manners and <laughs> make sure they're not super rich. Yeah. Which is different, right? Yeah, it's a different I mean, it's a different people. mentality. That's cool too. And, and make sure that your kids are not idiots right and, yeah and like yeah. making sure they can still spend for themselves when when the going gets tough right which is completely different than chinese mentality they're, they're just trying to make an empire right yeah i mean this is from what i know from, from both sides here is that um especially for those who haven't earned their money they kind of treat things differently like they don't know the value of 50 grand as opposed to someone who's earned 50 grand mm, yeah. oh yeah for sure i you know these kids they, they've I, I know a lot of them they're they're a lot of them really nice people honestly they 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 for the most part, Chinese parents teach their kids like some sort of respect. Yeah. Um, but but what happens is they send their kids from China to here, and they they never here to visit their kids. So they're like, oh, why missing. is that though? They want they they send them here for school. Okay. So they come here for some Western education. Okay. And then pretty much, uh, they visit maybe once a year. And then uh, their kids go back once a year, you know, for winter break. Uh, but that what that creates is like, like a lot of freedom for from a culture that doesn't give their kids a lot of freedom. Okay, okay. Right. So, uh, like traditional Asian parents typically don't 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 give their kids freedom until they're like 22, 21. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right? Tiger parenting. Yeah, yeah. So tiger parents, a lot of them. Mm-hmm. So when they come here, they're like probably you know somewhere eighteen, nineteen for first year university. Very smart kids, but. Um, you know they have too much freedom from going from zero freedom yeah probably coming home at, at right after school to study to having like maximum freedom <laughs> and then like also like easy courses because like generally speaking like courses are easy as hell compared to China yeah okay okay so so that's what that creates it's like it's like kind of like you know 
there's just they're just they're just too free. So so it's basically they, he's given everything all at once, and now they don't know what to do with it. They don't know what to do, and then they you know they don't really have like a parental figure. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that that also causes like a, a lot of issues, right? Like you know, the, the fucking speed down the highway. Oh yeah, for yeah. sure. Like they just they just want to have fun now. They they realize that they're they can do whatever the fuck they want, mm-hmm. and they're rich. Mm-hmm. So like, <laughs> and, and the best part about being rich is money solves almost anything here. Yeah, anything, sure. Yeah, you can write anywhere. a check for anything. Yeah, you can. Yeah. You know, if you get yourself into trouble by you know, I mean, you're not probably not breaking major laws, but you're, you're probably you know, speeding, or you know, doing stupid shit and like you know, crashing your car. Oh yeah, that happens a lot, right? You see, mm-hmm. you, you've seen a lot of Chinese people crash their car. I know it's, it's no big deal. They just write it off. They just write it off. It's okay. It's like, oh, fuck. I, mean, so cool. I got insurance. It's like, oh, damn. All yeah, right. It's like, oh, shit. Sorry, mom. Like, you know, I, yeah. I crashed the bands, you know. But like, still, you get paid off, right? <laughs> they, yeah, they have the money, so it's okay. It's like not, it's not like where, you know, for me, if I were to crash my car, you know, a couple years ago, I would be really sad. I'd be like, oh, fuck, you know, I, I got a ton, <laughs> you know, like, yeah. like this is going to cost me, you know, five, five, ten grand or something like that. But to them, it's like, oh, like, well another five ten grand yeah like what, what is that compared to anything else exactly right? and and especially when just like what you said they don't they didn't earn that money mm-hmm. it's parent, mommy and daddy's money right so, yeah oh damn yeah. i wish i could have that type of problem yeah, exactly right <laughs> us, us us like canadian born you're canadian born yeah right? yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah yeah then we, we you know we wish that we have that problem but it's not not an issue it's yeah man i mean because i always see them walking around like uh with designer clothing like bape Oh yeah, is it babe or bab or how do you? I don't know, man. Or like, like what, what? I can't keep up with this shit. Or like off-white clothing or some shit like that. I don't Bellagio? even know. I've seen some fucking like luggage bags as, as belts. You know, yeah. like fuck. <laughs> like Gucci belts. Yeah, man. Because yeah. I remember seeing some of them, seeing go, uh, seeing some of them just go to tutorial with yeah. a Gucci belt. I'm like, wow. yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, it looks cool. I have no. I, I think it looks cool for sure. Yeah. yeah. Some of them look like they're going to go clubbing though at like eight o'clock in the morning. It's really, it's really cool. Oh yeah, some of the Chinese girls in particular, I would say. Uh, like back when I was in SFU, they would come in like high heels. Yeah, and and I mean I love high heels, but <laughs> but like you know it's it's a strange setting to see that, right? Yeah, they're it coming is. in in high heels. You could hear them walking down the fucking stairs, down to the lecture, and uh, you know, I don't know why, but you know, girls like high heels too. I guess they yeah. like, they like to look good, right? They so. do, yeah. But in a setting like that, that's just, that's just so it's so weird. It is. It is. It's super weird. Like, I mean. I mean, if you could, you'd probably want to, you know, look fly too, right? All the like, time. You know, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Come, oh, hell walking yeah. down, you know, looking look in, a, in a suit, right? Yeah. If you have nothing to do, if you're just chilling, you're not studying because you, <laughs> of course, they're too fucking easy. And then you're not, you know, worrying about money and not worrying about your future. Like, you probably fucking spend your time on something else, you know? Fuck like, yeah, man. Like knitting or something. I don't know. Yeah, knitting, getting custom suits. Yeah, kind of getting custom suits. Like, you know, stupid shit, right? Yeah, getting a custom dress shirt. Like, hopefully one day I just want to get a dress shirt that's like a short sleeve dress shirt. So it, around, so it wraps around the biceps. Oh, my <laughs> so goodness. when I sit down, I just look like a douchebag. <laughs> you got to get the floral design for that. Oh, yeah, yeah. you got to get the Hawaiian floral design. Yeah, the Hawaiian. Yeah, that, and just have it tight on the chest area. <laughs> just have it loose on the course. I just show my fat stomach. <laughs> so loose, loose on the stomach. Is that yeah, what you said? Yeah, loose on the stomach. Oh, it's gonna be tight. So then it's like <laughs> it's just it's just hugging it. Oh my god, exactly. So I just sit down, just right. My test, just see the triceps popping out. Oh yeah, yeah. Boom. Just What's wear up? a sleeveless shirt instead. Sleeveless dress shirt. That's the next thing. <laughs> oh yeah, sleeveless dress shirt. <laughs> I wonder if that actually exists. Dude, have you seen like some of these uh, male trunks? though? like they just cover the, the small part of the uh, of the penis and just have the rest of it showing out. No, I don't know what you've been searching, but 
<laughs> someone someone showed me this. I don't know what it was, but it was like a trend uh, where um, I think it's it was in Brazil. It's, a sock. it's like a sock around the dick. <laughs> Everything else is exposed. It's like, oh whoa. my god! I guess that's like that's tanning, right? That's yeah. tanning. You're gonna get even tan for sure. Exactly. It's like, wow. God damn it. In Brazil, eh? Yeah, in Brazil. I, I know Brazil. In Brazil, they like to show off their bodies. Have you been to Brazil or? No, but but it's definitely on the list. Like I was. That's definitely on the list. Brazil's really somewhere I want to go. So where would you be? Where have you gone then? Um, I've gone to a few places. Like I just came back from from Philippines. Oh no way! Well, which part? I went to pretty much everywhere in the Philippines. I went to Cebu, Cebu. Uh, Manila, nice, uh, Boracay. Oh, oh, the beach. The beach, yeah. So it was really, it was really nice. I mean, good for for uh, for nature, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, um, my family's from there, so they're from the farm. Um, but from like the farmland. Yeah, they're from the farm. Yeah, so from the they're from the province. Uh, and everyone speaks English. That's that's a big bonus for Philippines. No, it is, man. Because it's crazy. Because uh, some of them would um would actually go to like other places and teach English. That, oh, that's really? how, that's how proficient yep, their English yep. is. I met yeah. a lot of people. Like uh, one girl I met off Tinder. Nice. Um, just 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 as friends and stuff. And she she was like teaching English in Shanghai and Nanjing, mm-hmm. and uh, I was really. Um, I was really shocked at that, you know, and but her English was good, and 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 it's it's really convenient, right? Because like, otherwise, if you want to be an English teacher in China, or if they're lo- if you're looking for an English teacher in China, you gotta come to places like Canada, right? Yeah, Canada, yeah. US, and, and you're gonna have to pay us a lot more. Than, I'm so I'm sorry, but you're gonna have to pay us like fifty dollars an hour. Well, for sure, yeah, because like yeah. it's it's Western education. Yeah. Yeah. Now, do they value Western education more in like Asian countries then, as opposed um, to? Less so now. Less so now. Wait, yeah. Okay. I, I think about like five years ago when I when I went to Shanghai, there's there's pretty much a we, I, don't, I don't remember the exact terminology, but there's like a white monkey face for every business. I explain that. So it's like um, it's just like it's just a white guy that that, <laughs> that would be the face of the company. So oh. that way p- Chinese people would believe it. You know, they'd be like, oh shit, this is legit. We got a John Smith. <laughs> they got a John Smith working here. You know. <laughs> So the role of this John Smith is just to... So, yeah, it's just to make it so that, you know, the business is trustworthy. It's like, oh, white people are even in on this? Like, oh, okay. the white investors, That's that must, that sounds legit. So, like, uh, like what's the difference? Like, is there a difference in mentality between white investors and just Asian investors? Or, like, um, why is it so important to have a white investor in that company? I think it just builds trust in, in, in Chinese, what Chinese people think, at least, I think. So, um, okay. for example, like, even yourself, like, you like think about this if you went to what if went to the philippines and you saw we went on a roller coaster okay and you saw the safety inspection was done by some some random random guy <laughs> you know some random filipino guy you know who who you don't know if he has a education or not okay but then if you see a john smith or a, you know something like that on the name like doing the safety inspection you'd probably be like okay i think it's probably safe to go on this safe i would because i would assume that this guy has some sort of so, some sort of credentials oh, some sort of okay. you know something right that's like that was a real life example of what like uh like i had a conversation with uh, with a friend of mine about like theme parks in in vietnam and uh and they're so cheap mm. compared to compared to like north america and then i'm like to be honest, the reason why it's cheap is because when I was walking up the stairs for a, a, a slide, there's fucking nails coming up from the bottom of the fucking <laughs> no. uh, from the bottom of the stairs to the to the to the top. Okay. And um, and like I was like I'm certain I'm like you know what there's just definitely no white person that inspected this because no white person in the right mind would ever 
sit past that safety inspection. Yeah. Like even myself, I wouldn't pass it. No, I wouldn't either. There's fucking. But like you know, there. there you know, honestly, they they would give the give the, the <laughs> inspector like fifty bucks. Yeah. And he'd be happy. He'd be like, oh shit, thanks, thanks. Yeah, don't worry, it's safe. It's safe. The nails are coated, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, oh my god. That's a real yeah. For so that's like kind of the the white monkey face. I think I don't remember the exact terminology for it, but. The idea is that uh, it builds credibility. Yeah, just having a Caucasian guy so, there. So right? now it's less. So now, now I think Chinese people are a little bit more trusting of their own kind of people now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Whereas before, like you needed one of those. Like you needed a, a John Smith in your company. Yeah. Otherwise, your company is no good. Okay. Yeah, okay. Up to no good. Yeah. Up to- <laughs> yeah, because I mean, you also brought on the fact of education is a whole lot harder in China. Yeah. Because uh, I mean, I've done some Singapore math workbooks when I was eleven, and I couldn't do them because the stuff we learned in grades in grade six, we learned in grade eleven. So like, like why like how tough is it in China in, in terms of education? I actually don't know, but yeah. I just I just know it's a lot. Uh, I'm not too familiar on the topic, but I just know it has to be a lot harder. I mean, the competition is just a lot more fierce, right? You got like yeah. ten times more people, maybe more than ten times. So, um, and they don't have ten times the space to to educate everyone or the money, right? Okay, okay. So, um, so I think that in that sense, it makes sense. Um, so even I mean even. Even Europe, yeah, like Europe, I think is a lot harder than here too, as okay. well, because I think the the education is like say for instance Eastern Europe. I have a friend from from Romania, and he said it's it's super hard there as well. Mm-hmm. And and Romania is not like the richest place, so I don't you know my assumption is that probably there's not too much any schools. Okay. You know. So they, they kind of have to still make it harder and take that top 1% or 2%. Yeah, because I, I noticed that when they come into school, they just fucking destroy the competition. Oh, yeah, for sure. And that's I mean, that's that's why there's so many foreign people here. They just come here and it's like super easy. Yeah. They graduate, they bring up the average, and then all the Fuck. all the people here are like, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Fuck, I know, like, especially in econ, my like God. Like math, it's like, they're like, some people are like, yo, this, this, this is a joke. I learned this like five years ago. <laughs> And we're all struggling as hell, right? We're like, oh shit, this is really hard. This calculus is really hard. I don't know if you had to do calculus. Oh yeah, I did. I did calculus. You did, but like, yeah, calculus fucking pretty. Ridiculous. Yo, your calculus bullshit, man. Remember, what was it? Was it long kappa? The, the, that was, long kappa. Yo, yeah. long kappa. Yeah, like you get the right answer, but then if you just enter wrong the system, it just fucks you. Oh yeah, for sure. That was tough. I remember. And and they would be like significantly harder questions than than the. Um, than the exam yeah the mentality was that like if you can do these open book then you can probably do an easier question derived from that question mm-hmm. closed book yeah so <laughs> which no one can really get so. yeah fuck. and it's just again like the averages are actually really high in those math classes oh yeah because chinese people are straight well like any 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 foreigners are coming in here like oh shit i learned this five years ago yeah and they just fucking school us they just especially in singapore my god the education levels is yeah. up above oh for sure yeah 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 I mean, so I think the one thing we were supposed to talk about a little while ago, but we never got to, was okay. the mentality of uh, renting, of like, why people, the Chinese people don't want to rent out their places when they buy them. So, yeah. So, I have a lot of clients where I have to, like, really convince them. I'm like, oh. I, I convince them, I'm like, you know, they're, they, they can rent their house out for, like, five grand a month. Easily. Okay. And, what, and what, I, which, which place would rent out five grand a month? So, this is in uh, Westside Vancouver. Let's oh, okay. say Westside Vancouver. It doesn't have to be the nicest house, but like any house there will rent out about five grand a month, I would say. Really? Oh, okay. Um, as long as it has like, you know, it's about a thousand a bedroom, I would say. Even okay. If it's, even if it's shitty or whatever, it's about a thousand per bedroom. So like a five bedroom house would be like a five grand? Five grand house, yeah. Oh, okay. Most houses there would be five grand. Mm-hmm. And uh, I really have to convince them. I'm like, listen, like you got to take this 50 grand a year, you know, like or less than 50 grand, maybe 60 grand a year. Okay. Like you, you should take this 60 grand a year. 
Mm-hmm. If I asked anyone else to take sixty grand a year and not have to do anything, I think anyone would take it. Yeah, right? yeah. But some Chinese people, they just they just don't want to rent up their house for for a couple reasons. I mean, um, one of the main reasons I, I believe is that they've had bad experience with tenants. Um, maybe the tenants trashed their house before, or maybe they, at the end of the day, I think what what ends up happening is if you white rent to the wrong tenants, I'm not gonna you know say what kind of tenant right now, but uh, if you <laughs> rent to the wrong tenants, yeah. you might get sued if you if you're not doing playing your cards right. Okay. Yeah. So um, a lot of my clients they've had bad experiences like that. So then they don't want to rent out that house. They don't want that headache. Okay. So give me an example of something that a tenant could be like could be suing the landlord for. It's a lot of things. Like uh, just like uh, could be you know uh, mistreatment. So like a lot of a lot of Chinese landlords in particular, they don't know the laws. They don't know that you can't just like walk into their your your own house. I guess yeah, but. It is your own house, but you can't walk into a tenant's tenanted house. Yeah, anytime, right? Anytime, you just can't. You have to have reason. Um, you have to also respect the fact that they they're living there too, and and I don't think Chinese people know that. But that's why you hire a property manager to, to alleviate that, you know, and, uh, and 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 kind of communicate the rules and, and laws. So that's where they get into themselves into trouble. Okay, is when they they start like you know, you know I've had I've had owners come in and. At random times of night, you know when, when the the female tenants are are you know changing or whatnot, and they they just don't know. They're like, oh, oh I'm sorry, like we didn't know. But like that would infuriate a, a tenant for sure. Um, and then the tenant would probably do say something along the lines of like, oh, I'm not gonna pay you rent or some shit. And then, and then the the owner gets super upset and would start arguing. Or for example, there's another good example of this is like. Uh, you know, you're you're half brown, right? Yeah, yeah. So a lot of you know Indian people come in and and they do a lot of cooking, right? Oh, okay. And it, it would make the house smell bad. Yeah, smell like smell like so, curry. Yeah, yeah, it'll smell like curry. Let's be realistic here. And it, and, yeah. and you know, <laughs> that that's like that's in the culture. It's fine, but for some Chinese people, they're like, oh shit, like I can't handle this. You know, I or they might be living upstairs, or like you know, they're maybe they're trying to resell the house, and if it's the house is smelling like curry all the time. It's gonna be hard to sell, right? Yeah, and it's not like they're cleaning up all, all the time either. You know, tenants just like ourselves, we're not gonna clean up every day. We're not gonna keep it like hotel level. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, a lot of conflicts come from that, and, and sometimes lawsuits occur, and that's why Chinese people don't want to rent it out. So, how much is an average lawsuit then? Like, you can go from like what a mil. Like, honestly, it's not even that much. No, it's not even that much. It's 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 not about the money. Like most of the time, the Chinese person will just settle. They'll just be like, okay, well. We'll just pay you the five grand that you want or whatever. Okay. And just get the fuck out. We don't never want to deal with you. Again. Okay. So 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 they pay the settlement, then they kick him out afterwards. So right? it's the it's the it's the um, it's not about the money. It's about the the, the headaches. Okay. So like when you when you go through a lawsuit or or even like a for 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 a tenancy, it's just a it's just a basically a hearing over the phone. It's really simple, but there's a lot of um, a lot of headaches. Like you're always afraid that if you upset your tenant, that maybe they'll fuck up your house. Oh, and then or like since the tenant knows where you actually live as the landlord, they might fuck up your own house. You know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so like these are all things that you don't want to be thinking about when you're trying to live carefree. Right? It's like a big headache. I would say like that's uh, renting is a big headache. Yeah. For people who don't know how to rent. 
it's a big headache. It's a big fucking headache. Yeah. yeah. Which is why most people don't even bother to rent it anymore, right? They rather just have it as an empty property. They'd rather have it as an empty property and, and um I actually didn't cover this, but basically like the the tenant laws are really tenant forward. Okay. So always protecting the the rights of the tenant, which is which is fine, but but I think it's getting to a point where it's a little bit too much now. Okay. Because there's actually no real way of evicting a tenant. Like if the tenant kind of pays rent and like um like he could even like have some ridiculous stuff. Like I've seen, uh, I don't know if you've seen on Night Street, there's actually a house that says tenant power outside. No. Like you, you, you've seen that. You have to have seen it. It's right on Night Street. I've seen it. Yeah. I've seen it. You've yeah. seen it, right? Yeah, so like this, it, yeah. he, he, the, you know, the tenant obviously is paying rent, probably is pay, keeping the house in a pigsty condition, but he has the right to do that actually, unless he's hmm. causing direct damage to the house. He can, stack it up as much as he wants so i can have a place like a pigsty i can hoard a whole bunch of other bullshit but if i don't punch a hole in the wall then i'm good yeah as long as your the house is not being detrimentally damaged mm-hmm. um then it's okay and and then like even if you put a fucking sign outside saying that you're you know jesus is whatever you know which <laughs> yeah. is what i'm sure a lot of people do you know it's like you know they could put some hilarious signs outside right or like <laughs> yeah um, or like smoke weed on the property actually it's very difficult now to enforce that even okay because it's first of all it's legal and then um it's just it, you you know chinese people when they hear weed they're like oh shit a drug user i want him out of my house right now yeah it's because i saw that same conservative mentality over marijuana because it's yeah. obviously different in china as opposed to here it's, it's it is yeah yeah so you can't really be doing that mm-hmm but um, yeah, like uh, I've I've seen the sign, and 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 there's no real way that the owner can really kick that guy out. There's just no way legally. Yeah. He can try. He can like do some stupid shit, like turn off the power to the house. Okay. And then he that's that would be a means for a lawsuit too. Oh yeah, because yeah. you, you can't do that, right? You can't do that. So, and I'm sure the tenant already knows that oh. you can't do that. So so it's really protecting the it's really protecting the tenants mm-hmm. now, and I think that's at the end of the day like a big big problem. Oh yeah. So they're just buying it and just they're trying to sell for a higher profit at this point? Yeah, or like they're trying to build build on land or, you know, they're just keeping the land for their kids. Mm-hmm. Like, more chances are that the, the house is already under the kid's name. Okay. Usually that's what happens. Usually, okay. Yeah. Now, is that, is, is that the reason why these housing prices are, are going up now? or? Um, I don't think that's a huge... Honestly, uh, I think it's just if everyone was buying property, it would go up. Of course, yeah. Um, but nowadays, no one, no one who's born here, at least, or who's a millennial, can really buy a property here. Well, now no again. one, uh, like people here, don't really like. I think generally, white people here, they don't really like think of buying property as a, a means for an investment. At least, not the business savvy ones. Mm-hmm. I think, or the, the non business savvy ones. Um, like back in the day when it was super cheap to buy a house, I don't think they, you know, uh, let's be realistic. A lot of white people just can't save. Right? Yeah, they can't save money. You know, mm-hmm. you ask them to get a down payment of five grand, even it's like, oh shit, I'm I can't go to the bar for like <laughs> four months. Yeah, I can't do it. You okay, know? so that's what it is. I I think the mentality here, like people born here, is is more so that you use how much money you spend, you make. Yeah, and then that's not the mentality we have in in Asian culture. Yourself mm-hmm. probably too, right? Like you, you know. Oh yeah, good. Yeah, money, money's a big thing, man. Yeah, you you can't just spend every dollar you you make, which yeah. is what I see a lot of, you know, Western people do. Like, that's that's weird though, because I even see a lot, a lot of you know Asian-born uh, families that the, their first-generation kids kind of do the same thing. They mm-hmm. kind of just spend every dollar they have on going to bars, partying, drinking, 
doing some stupid bullshit, yeah. right? Or like just just not having the saving mentality. Like I like I have a house full of uh, flight attendants. Okay. And uh, as much as I love those those girls, they're like nice girls, but they do not know how to save. Like mm-hmm. they're shopping at IGA. Okay. And and I don't, I think any self-respecting Asian would know that you never <laughs> shop at IGA. <laughs> no, man. You just never do. Costco's where it's at, you man. Call, you go to Costco. You go to um, what's the other place? Price Smart, and then there's another one. Uh, I go to Super. I even go to Super. Uh, no frills. No, no frills? frills. You go to those kind of places to, to save money, mm-hmm. right? But if you're going to IGA, you already know you're going to pay double for yeah. whatever it is. You might be getting some artisan stuff, mm-hmm. but these are huge. Like it's a huge markup. It's yeah. a huge markup compared to um, other places. Mm-hmm. So that's at the end of the day, like, just white people don't know how to save money. Yeah, so do you think millennials can buy a house here, though? I think so. Yeah, you think they, so? They, they have to really take some concessions. Yeah, like I said, it goes back to, you know, getting rid of stuff that you don't need. like you know, Stuff that you don't need, first of all. And then um, uh, taking some concessions and then being creative, you know. Like, honestly, I think Airbnb has a real big... Like, I, I've done Airbnbs. Okay, so... And that's, like, a really, really smart way to, to save money mm-hmm. um, in, in fact in Vancouver I mean in Vancouver just implemented the laws for, for Airbnb and it kind of makes it kind of difficult to do so what's the new law then so basically you just have to be the principal resident at the house which is not a big deal so it just it just, it just cuts off investors doing it oh, okay so I have to live say if I bought a condo I have to live in that condo in order for me to do an Airbnb or? that's right you have to be the main principal officer. really but, so but then the strata con- has to approve that which okay. I haven't seen a strata approve yeah, that ever that's what I've noticed because like I see signs saying no Airbnb at these locations unless you do it like low key yeah you'd have to do it low key so that's kind of a big deal because uh you can't do it. What which, the fuck? <laughs> uh, yeah. So I think I think they should allow like the government needs to allow like a certain amount just because Vancouver has not enough hotels. Okay. So I did Airbnb in I think it's uh, 2018. Actually, maybe was it 2017? Anyways, one of those years, and it was before the laws came in, and and the average going rate for my house was about 400 to 500 a night. What? This was a house on the west side. It was a very desirable house. Oh, okay. So it was, has like good views and yeah. everything, good access to transit, whatnot. So, yeah. So it was really good. It's like, I mean, it was on the west side. The house itself was like a $5.5 million house. So, Fucking so hell. like $500 is not even that expensive relative to the price of the house. But when you add in the fact that um, uh, like after the laws were implemented, about 50% of the listings were taken down because you're not allowed to do it anymore, right? You have to be the principal resident. Oh, no way. So investors can't do it. Um, so what happened with that is is the the price of my house that I rented out as an Airbnb skyrocketed to about 850 per night. Really? Yeah. Oh, because there's, no, there's, there's, there's less There's less supply. So what that tells me, firstly, is that there's a huge shortage of, uh, of hotels in Vancouver. Um, huge shortage. And that's a big thing because, like, you know, for places like I would say, like um, there's there's certain places I would say like Las Vegas has tons of hotels. You probably don't need an Airbnb. Yeah, you don't. You probably can restrict that because it's probably hurting the businesses. Mm-hmm. Uh, but here, like, you know, we we don't have enough hotels. Oh my god. Yeah, we just don't like. Um, so, so why are they restricting it even further? I think they they should let that, you know, let it let it open up. Oh yeah, yeah, because yeah. it's it's a it's a way for people to make money, right? Yeah, it's a way, it's the only way right now to be cash flow positive. Mm-hmm. If you were to buy a place in twenty nineteen, now like what's the difference between like renting at your house and having an Airbnb? Is there just no difference, or do you have like what would be the difference? Between it's actually that? better. You, you to be honest, guests have no rights. Oh no way! Yeah, so when they're a guest, you can kick them out pretty much if they're 
disobeying your house rules. Really? Yeah. In fact, you can call the police and come, the police will remove them. Um, so that's a big difference. So it's actually better to have an it's, Airbnb. It's actually better, and in my opinion, perhaps even safer for the neighborhood. But then again, you have to have well-managed Airbnbs. Okay. So that's a big difference. Is like um, I, I think myself, I, I manage my Airbnb really well. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas I know, uh, you know, I just had a party just not so long ago in, in Richmond, and and that was a party house. So that, that that was a four grand per night house. It was a gorgeous, brand new, brand new, brand new house. Okay. And uh, the owners were definitely doing it illegally, um, because uh, they they were, they told us not to tell the police, right? <laughs> okay. They said, well, but then at the end of the day, it was four grand, and I actually thought about that. I'm like, the fine for doing an illegal Airbnb is a thousand per night day. So, you know, let's just say four grand. He 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 gets a cut. He 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 gets a fine for a thousand bucks. You know, whatever. You're gonna you're still making three grand. Yeah, so so positive on that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what he told us to do was, uh, he just told us to if the cops come, tell them that you're friends with the owner. Okay, and that's that's actually pretty good because then it turns into a noise violation ticket, which is about a hundred bucks. No way. Yeah. So, but then either way of the end, either way of the spectrum, he's he's winning because I would say it's probably booked every weekend once. Okay. So that's four weekends in a in a month. You're looking at about you know, let's just say, let's just say conservatively two grand after the fines. Okay. And cleaning two grand per night, you're you're making eight grand off that. You would not be able to rent out that house for eight grand. No, no way. And and you you could potentially move back into the house at any point in time. Really? Because if because with tenants you have to give them like you know notice, and then they got to move out, and they probably would have done more damage to the house than an Airbnb. Mm-hmm. Because Airbnbs typically you know if they're partying they're not cooking. Now what are not using yeah. the appliances? Okay. So, um, that's a big difference. So, um, so yeah, they're not using the property really at, at its fullest state. So that, that means they can pretty much, you can move back into the house at any point. It's really, it's really chill. So why don't people know about this though? Like why, why, do, why does anybody know about this? It's just, it's yeah, not, honestly, it takes a little bit of effort though. Mm-hmm. Like you have to like stage your house, make it look nice. You have to, um, you know, make it appealing to, to guests, right? Um, you have to um, get a cleanup crew. Okay, because so you can't just do it yourself. You could, but I mean, I mean, if you're probably owning these really expensive property, you probably don't want to be doing cleaning. Okay. You could, I mean, you could, but I don't, I don't, I don't recommend owners to do their cleaning themselves because I think owners generally are cheap with their property. <laughs> you really can't be that cheap. You can't, like, I've gone to Airbnbs. And you probably had the same experience, and, and towels smelled like shit. Yeah, it smelled like ass. Yeah. Yeah. And it's because honestly, you just. Like most people don't know how to wash towels actually. Oh. It's actually really difficult. It's actually okay. well not difficult, but you have to use bleach. Oh really? Because I just put it in the laundry, uh, If you put it in the laundry, that works for light usage, but if you're doing it like Airbnb where it's getting fully soaked because people don't care. Okay. And you know, you get all sorts of nastiness on them, you mm-hmm. have to put bleach in. Otherwise, it'll come out smelling like a like a like a musky mold almost. Oh, okay. Right? Over time. Oh yeah, over time. Ew. You may not notice it actually, but yeah. you always if you if you wash your own towels, you'll know. Ew, yeah. fuck. <laughs> so you have to use bleach and uh, like a, a particular way of doing it. Okay, okay. Yeah. Damn, Ew, that's disgusting. Oh yeah. Oh my god. So do you do you have Airbnbs outside of the Vancouver area, or is it just all the? No. So I I only had one in 2017. I actually stopped that because um because of the laws. But I, I'm trying to get back into it. Oh, okay. I still think it's. 
the best business to be in. Yeah. To yeah. be honest, um, it is. Even if I have my own house, like my own property, I would do Airbnb when I go uh, on vacation. Oh, okay. Okay. Just so you can have that passive income while you're... So yeah, you pay for your vacation through that. Oh, damn. So, you know, if you're charging 200 per night, you know, you can go to fucking anywhere in Asia and uh, and making a profit actually, right? Mm -hmm. So that's like a, that's a huge thing, right? Okay. So, so that allows you to go leave the country anytime you want. Right. Oh, really? So, so you, you sound like you've been around the world, man. So you've been to the Philippines, you've been to kind of... No, Europe. I haven't been too many places, but... Um, I would say like the two most interesting places I've been to is I went to Galapagos Islands. Yeah. Okay. So okay. And that was pretty fucking awesome. Right. Um, and then Vietnam was really cool as a as a as a guy going. I think it was, oh. it was a really cool. So so, so 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 talk about talk about going as a guy to Vietnam. Um, well well Vietnam just I mean Vietnam is just a, a great place I think. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know how to say this but but essentially all the girls in Vietnam are fucking amazing oh they're fine they're fine <laughs> oh like, all right honestly all right. like uh like the Phil philippines was was all right but i you know i didn't really go there for girls in, in a sense um but but vietnam's like was was another situation like everyone there like they i don't know all the girls wore heels and there's way more girls than guys anywhere in the city and um i don't know the reasoning behind that I've been, some people have told me it's like because of the war, all the men died. So like they left their, like, you know, there's, there's a lot of daughters around. Oh, okay. Or a lot of people also told me that the, like, similar to like Russia, a lot of guys are like really irresponsible there and they crash and kill themselves. So, <laughs> what? So, Shit. whereas women are more conservative and they're more likely to be staying at home, taking care of the business. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot more girls there. Like okay. I would say the ratio was like two girls to one guy. Oh. Just just walking on the street. Really? Just walking on the street. And then the average age is like I think also extremely young. Oh. Um, very strange. Like the average age I think was like probably like twenty twenty two. Really? Like just just randomly. You, you don't have to go to like any touristy spots. You can just just walking around any mall or any place actually in general. They're young and there's a lot of girls. That's just all I have to say. <laughs> um, not saying that you should go there for sex tourism but yeah. um but there's just a lot of girls there okay so uh, like I, I know uh, for some reason uh it's a big thing to have trannies around that area is that is that also vietnam, that's another thing so so vietnam was really good on that there's not too many trannies oh i went to thailand and obviously you're gonna you're <laughs> gonna find some fucking interesting people there yeah okay uh philippines also a lot of trannies um i was in Thailand with my with my very good friend um, mm -hmm. very good friend and we had a like an absolutely hilarious time we were laughing the entire trip and um, one of the main things we noticed is like, everyone targeted targeted me my, my friend Beasley he's 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 Arab oh, okay. but, he's, but he looks brown you know so I don't know what it is but like no one like no one was trying to sell him anything huh. and when they did we would just absolutely destroy them be like no no okay. yeah Whereas me, I'm a little bit, I guess they can smell it off me. I'm a little bit weaker. I might buy their fucking stupid shit that they're selling. <laughs> but um, one of the funniest situations was I was with uh, with my friend moving and we were walking underneath a bridge, a sketchy bridge, and there was like this cracked out tranny, like just cracked out, jacked. He was, he was like a jacked tranny and like someone you never want to fight, you know? And, uh, and he just comes running straight at me like, yeah. and just grabs my dick, <laughs> grabs my nuts like with, 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 with force. 
And uh, I was shook. I was like, oh, fuck, what am I going to do, y'all? Am I going to get fucking killed today by this jacked tranny? And uh, okay. so that was, that was one of the situations that happened. So that's one of the reasons why I also uh, like Vietnam better than Thailand. It's just you don't, you're not going to have that experience. Yeah, yeah, you don't have some tranny just grabbing across. Yeah, you know, yeah. yeah. And, and they, he was jacked too. That was a big difference. You know? <laughs> oh, if he yeah. was like a weak little tranny maybe, oh my, you know, lady boy, then maybe, you know, I could just, you know, disregard. But this guy was jacked. I was about to get my ass kicked by some fucking Muay Thai style fucking... <laughs> Just had kick you right yeah, there. Holy. Oh my that was, god, uh, that was scary. But um, yeah, otherwise Vietnam, Vietnam's a good place to go if you if you if you're young mm-hmm. and you're a guy, it's a good place. Yeah. Did you go any, Did you go scuba diving or anything like that? Or no. Like? So I was too. I, I I didn't get my license until I was in Philippines. Oh okay. So no, I didn't really do too many like adventure activities. Um, well, I mean, I did, but but definitely. Um, Definitely, Vietnam's a nice place to go. Um, I think for, for for younger people. Oh yeah, yeah. Just because just it's cheaper to go there. It's cheaper. I think for older people, it's like there's it's not developed enough to really have that like honeymoon kind of vacation. Oh, I think okay. Philippines would actually be better than that oh, for that because okay. everyone speaks English. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah. So that's that's kind of my my extent. Of oh, travels, yeah. Okay, so like, where would you recommend a young person to go then in terms of mm-hmm. if they want to go to Asia? Uh, definitely Vietnam and Taiwan. I like Taiwan as well. I okay. went to Taiwan. Okay. And uh, just people there are really cool. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like uh, I really thoroughly enjoyed Taiwan. I have a friend there, and, and she she kind of showed me around as well. But I think for young people, like if you're if you're with your girlfriend or not, Taiwan shouldn't be a place to go. Because if you're going with your girlfriend, like you're gonna have like tons of street food experiences, which is pretty fucking awesome. Yeah. Um. And if you're if you're there with your boys too, it's gonna be a good time too. Like they know how to party there, and everyone's pretty chill. Like they're I wouldn't say there's like mean or bitchy girls even. Okay, so t- so talk about that because like are the girls? I'm assuming the girls are way different in Taiwan than they are here, right? Um, I'd say they're more similar to the like I've been I've been in China a lot, and and it's a completely different crowd. Like China, like it's all about money. The girls are looking at what you're driving and stuff, so it was kind of that vibe. Whereas Taiwan, there was a little bit more down to earth, okay. and they were like just more, like more North American, a little bit. Really? Yeah, yeah. Huh. It was it was a good time. It was a good time. Um, I think they're just more North American. I think that's a big difference. Is that they're a little bit more like the culture's slightly tilted towards like. Canada, U.S. Okay, but yeah. you know, so just like a, just a difference in terms of like mentality between the uh, girls here and the girls in like Asia, like where they're more. I guess they just don't want to talk to you for whatever reason, or is it just a bit more easier. In, in actually, Asia? I, I that's actually a funny, a good question that you asked me. So, I had a very good friend of mine also explain to me why what the situation is. Um, I think there's three facets to what is desirable in women, or what what women desire in men. Okay. There's 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 looks, there's money, okay, and there's personality, right? So I think in Vancouver, in particular, you need at least two of those three. You gotta either you know look really good, or be really rich, or and um, have a good personality. Whereas in in, in Asia, I think <laughs> my friend explained this so well, and it, 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 it's so true. In Asia, you need one of those three. Really? So you could be really rich, <laughs> ugly as fuck. Have no personality and they'll still love you, you know. <laughs> but it, it, you know, you could be really good looking, poor as fuck, 
and have you know, no personality and they still like you. That's the best description of, of the differences between North America and Asian girls. Really? Yeah. Wow. Well, like what? Why? I don't even know why that's even the case though. Like it might just be a cultural thing or just I, I, I like mean, a dude. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Yeah. It's just like, you know, it's just what I've noticed. I think I think it's probably the fact that uh, maybe it could be lack of dudes or, or whatever, but like lack, lack of like if you're North American, you know, if you're from Canada, US, you know, you're always going to have a leg up over someone, you know, that, that, that was from that country. I think that's just how it is mm-hmm. anywhere in Asia. But, but if you're not, I think those, that's, that's the best way. That the three facets, I would say, the three facets of uh, desire. <laughs> <laughs> cool. I mean, oh, so that's pretty much it, it, it here. Is there anything else you want to talk about before we end it off? Or? Uh, no. How long have we been talking to? About an hour and uh, one minute. Oh, wow. We've been, we've been talking for a while. Um, no, I don't think so. Cool. Yeah. All right. Thanks so much. And uh, yeah. No, no, thank you. There's a, it's a very interesting experience being on this podcast. Yeah. All right. Cool. I hope to hear from you again, man. Oh, for sure. For sure. Cool. All right. Take care.